0: Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Bacon Warrior Podcast. On today's episode, we talked about the NCAA's plan to move the 2021 basketball tournament to the state of Indiana. We talked about the Philadelphia Eagles, and we talked a little bit about MSU basketball and their struggles as of late. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us through the break. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog97. When I'm not trying to make my nine-year-old daughter figure out how to use a can opener, I'm Spartan Dog 97. And before you go, oh God, are they gonna talk about bean dad? We're not. He's been canceled. It's incredible. The internet has gotten so good at fucking canceling people. It's unreal. I'm here with the boys, Lucas and Brett. Guys, what's going on?
1: Not much. Excited to be back from our little sabbatical. Uh, enjoyed a few weeks off, but ready to get back into it.
2: Yeah, nice little holiday break, but uh, I'm glad to be back at it. i to be honest with you, um, audience.
0: We had every intention of recording an episode last week, and then uh, I didn't realize how busy I would be on my vacation. So that kind of got the kabosh. But we're just going to build a holiday break into the schedule from here on out, so that way we little we have a bit of a more consistent posting schedule. So mm-hmm. we're back this week. Hazy Hayes back this week. Uh, Bacon Bets is back this week. So we'll be we'll be good to go. We're locked in. So uh, let's begin. Let's begin with this, fellows. The NCAA announced today that the entirety of the 2021 tournament. Um, should it happen, is going to take place exclusively in Indiana. So they're going to use Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Lucas Oil Stadium, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Assembly Hall, and Mackey Arena. And the entire tournament is going to be hosted is going to be hosted in the state of Indiana. I just want to get your guys' thoughts thoughts before we dive in a little deeper. Your initial reaction.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that, and, I mean, I think it's a good idea to have, like, a, a pseudo-bubble of types. Uh, I didn't see which venues they're playing in. I just really hope that Michigan State doesn't have to play any tournament games in Mackey Arena or uh, Assembly Hall, because if they are, I'm, the other team's going to win. Like, we just don't win in those locations. But th- that's really my first thought. Like, I mean, it's cool, but I really just don't want to play in those two venues ever.
2: Yeah, I – um. I'm excited. I mean, didn't we, we kind of got hints about this like a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago that it was always kind of the rumored plan was to at least get it in one centralized area in Indiana made some sense. Um, <clears throat> I like it. The only thing that's going to be interesting is what happens, you know, you know, we're getting vaccinations, but I don't think we're going at the pace that we're supposed to be. So I'm, a little concerned because Indiana is is kind of a hotbed for COVID. That that's my biggest takeaway from this. Is I like all the arenas, I like the the idea, but the the location kind of scares me. Yeah. So um,
0: I saw a tweet today that um that said in order to achieve some degree of immunity, not total immunity, just like some degree of immunity, we would need to vaccinate. 3 million people a day uh, per day until July. And right now we've only vaccinated 4.6 million people. So Mm. from, from my understanding, at least there's been enough vaccines out there to kind of get it going, to get on the right track. It's just that governors are worried about the optics of giving it to people who don't quote unquote deserve it. And that's, and the, and the vaccines are going bad because they've been left out too long and they don't they haven't they're not giving them out in time so
2: mm-hmm. they
0: would rather throw away vaccines than give it to some asshole who might quote unquote not deserve it
2: yeah so,
0: gotta love policy failures folks uh, the one thing i wanted to i wanted to bring up was that According to the according to one of the tweets I saw from uh, NCAA Basketball Insider is that they plan to have two courts at Lucas Oil Stadium, but they're only going to have a game on one court at a time, and I think that's coward bullshit. I think if you're going to have two courts, both courts should be running at the same time, especially if there's not going to be a crowd there. Mm-hmm. Have both courts running. I think that would be fucking awesome. Just go full AAU tournament. That'd be sick. Yeah,
1: I mean, another thought of mine is, like, what if they were to – I know it's not happening, but if they were to do this in Michigan, I think that would have been a phenomenal setup because, obviously, Detroit to Lansing is hour, less than an hour and a half. And you would have, obviously, the Breslin. Um, you could play games in Ann Arbor. You have multiple facilities in downtown Detroit. Many, uh, I mean, Oakland College. Like, I think – so I'm interested to kind of see how that setup works. But, yeah, SDI, I agree with you. If they're going to have the two courts, you, I mean, just – I'm sure we've all played pickup games in like at Michigan State where you've got balls bouncing into each other's courts. I mean, go for it! You got a nice little seven ten matchup. Let's I mean let let's get the the two fifteen right next to them.
0: Let's I think it some would chaos. be. I think it would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun, and I think the the players would appreciate it too. You know, because they they basically played their entire lives up until they got to college, like doing that, like playing on a court. Where there is another game going on next to you, so just fucking do it.
1: Hey, I mean, this is our one shot to ever see it. Just make it happen,
0: right? So, uh, so moving on, I'm gonna retire Lions talking until they hire a GM and coach. There's really no point in talking about it. Um, just a quick thing: if you complained about the call yesterday, fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say. But I do want to talk about the NFL. I want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so they played Sunday night against against Washington, and it would have been a it would have been a game to decide the NFC East. Had the Giants lost, the Giants had won, so Philadelphia was essentially out of it. And the only thing that could have happened was out of a Philadelphia win was their draft position gets fucked up. They would have went from six to nine, I believe. Nice um, under the if they had won that game. So, Doug Peterson, or someone in the front office, decides to full out tank. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) That was the funniest fucking thing watching everyone melt down on Twitter over Doug Peterson putting a Nate Sudfeld or whatever in the third. You want to
2: see what he looked like?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's so fucking good. So fucking good. And I, I tweeted this last night, but. People were like, oh, this is bad for the NFL. Oh, it's a bad look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I was like, do you think – you know what I think would be more helpful to the NFL than the Eagles, like going all out in, in a half on a game that doesn't matter to them? Jalen Hurts throwing 60-yard bombs to Jamar Chase, who they're now who they're now in range to get. That's going to be more helpful to the NFL than fucking than, – the Eagles winning 21 18 or whatever in a fucking Sunday night game. And that's, I think the other part of the problem too is, and you guys can dispute it with me if, if you just, if you believe me otherwise is that the game was on, if it was a one o'clock, if that game was in the 1 PM window, nobody would have said shit. Nobody would have cared, but because yeah. it was on Sunday night, then that, that fuck, that kind of, that kind of made it worse because everyone's eyes were on, that
1: game? Yeah, I mean, you see week 17 all around the NFL every year. This happens where teams either you have a situation like Detroit versus Minnesota where every guy who was available played, or you have situations like Pittsburgh. They've already locked up their playoff spot. They decided we're resting guys, and it allowed Cleveland to get into the playoffs by them doing that. Um, and then you see what happened with Philadelphia. I mean, it, yeah, it does kind of mess up. I mean, the Lions could potentially move up a slot, but at the same time, Philadelphia is not taking a quarterback, so it doesn't really impact us that much. And also, I don't see why people outside of Philadelphia would care just based off of if that's going to have any type of negative impact. It's on the locker room in Philadelphia where you have those veteran players who potentially see them as just kind of uh, waving the white flag. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan. Um, I think that's kind of really the only thing that could potentially go wrong for them is uh, the locker room turning on – Front office and coach,
0: and I think I think the Eagles were already planning on cleaning house anyway, just based on how people within on the team reacted post game. There's a lot of talk that uh, Carson Wentz's relationship with Peterson is beyond repair, and he's going to ask to be traded. Um, Zach Ertz, uh, Jason Kelsey had both had both been on the sidelines long after the game and had talked. About how much they loved playing in Philadelphia past tense. so it seems like they're moving on from them. And you know, I think Philadelphia is heading into a rebuild. So I really don't give a shit. I thought it was funny. Um, I think the Giant, I think the Eagles fucking the Giants out of a playoff spot is funny. I just think but, it's all. I think it's. I think it's all fucking hilarious. I don't care.
2: Don't go six and ten and and complain. Sorry. Exactly.
0: Yeah. If you, you want to play, one and
2: five, you have no right to be mad you have no right to be mad
0: (laughs) yeah if you wanted to if you wanted to make the playoffs like get good kid i don't know what else to like where you're going your your dollar tree headset you're free freer than a public restroom like i don't know what you want me to say to you here so i'll touch on the lines real quick i i said i wasn't um I'm really, I'm really perplexed at the moves they've made since we last spoke. You know, I know that they fired um, Braden Coombs, and we talked about that uh, two weeks ago when we last recorded. But they released um, Javion Curse, I believe, um, free safety, who I think had done actually quite well, given the fact that Patricia couldn't couldn't draw defense if. If his, you know, if his freedom depended on it. Uh, And here, I want to know who's making these decisions. Because anytime the Coombs decision, the curse decision, the response from the Lions has been, it's a culture problem, right? It's not, they're not a culture fit. Well, you don't have a head coach or a GM. So whose fucking culture are you trying to fit into? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to set the culture? Because ideally, your coach would set the culture. So, if you're trying to set a new culture without a GM or a coach, who the fuck is the one setting the goddamn culture there? Do you guys know what I mean? Like, Rod Wood. Yeah, I'm you. not even trying to be funny, but it could be. Yeah, I mean, we, we've heard, uh, we've heard people in the know say that Rod Wood has been making has had been giving input on personnel decisions for the better part of a year now. And that's fucking scary. Like he said, when he got hired, I'm not a football guy. So the fact that he's now feels that he's, that he's at the point where he can make football decisions. That's fucking terrifying. And the lions want to go after John Schneider. And John Schneider isn't gonna leave a situation where he's losing input to go to a situation where he's going to be to go to another situation with the worst set with the worst cap situation a worse roster construction and have less in, and have the same amount of input he already has in Seattle where he's winning so That's, that's all I want to say. You guys can talk about it. You guys can say your piece and then we can move on to, we can move on to the playoff. We can move on to the CFP semifinals. Uh, Yeah. I think, yeah, I think just kind of looking back
1: to yesterday, uh, not even talking about the game, but kind of the news, how John Schneider's like what they plan to do and pursue him. I think that's the most optimistic and encouraging news we've gotten out of the Detroit lions and maybe our lifetimes. I mean, I mean, you don't really get that much news. Since they dra-
0: I would say since they drafted Matthew Stafford.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been over a decade where you haven't really had any hope with that franchise. And, I mean, if they were able to get John Schneider, I mean, my whole tune about them would change. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm kind of hoping that we'll get more clarity in the coming days just based off of these coaching interviews happening this week. And uh, maybe he's – I mean, I kind of look at what the Red Wings did with Iserman, where Um, He agreed to become the GM and it was under the table deal where it wasn't going to be announced till Tampa season was done. Uh, Is John Schneider in a similar situation where he just kind of running out the clock in Seattle? Um, His comments yesterday didn't really, uh, he was asked about it from the Seattle newspaper uh, and writers kind of about his future in Seattle. Um, He didn't really clarify much. He just said, we're good. Um, He didn't say, no, this is not happening. So Mm -hmm. uh, just something to monitor, but, Hopefully we're able to talk to um, one of the Detroit Lions' best uh, uh, reporters here in the next coming uh, days or weeks and get some more clarity from him. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just optimistic about kind of how they're approaching the coaching NGM search.
2: Yeah, I mean, if John Schneider wants to interview, or just talk, he'll hear you out. You got to do it. And they better do everything they can to let him have control of it because if that's a huge thing for him to have control over the roster or you know share it with the head coach as opposed to Carroll having full control that might be enough to get him there because then he could prove the the haters and losers of which there are many he can prove <laughs> them wrong and you know do like a I'm not saying on the level of Theo Epstein but you know go to a perennial or go to a lovable loser type of team and build a build a champion so i i he has nothing to prove in Seattle so I really think there's a good chance they get him. Now, I'm sure I'm going to be dead wrong, but I could really see it happening if 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 the Lions cooperate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we kind of <laughs> talked about this in our last pod, how what they need is the de facto owner, and yeah. this this would be the guy who fits that role. So. This is
2: a big if if they cooperate. But if Sheila is willing to let a football guy run the – Operations then they, they they could probably get him,
1: yeah, because you I mean he'd like we said he'd be the de facto owner, and I mean that just it, that's tough to turn down regardless of kind of where we are going um, right everybody knows it's the Pete Carroll show in Seattle, and uh, maybe he's looking to kind of form his own identity here I guess I guess we'll see um, I just I, I don't know maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't prayers up. Yes.
0: Yeah. Prayers up indeed. So let's talk, let's talk the CFP semifinals. Uh, I had long said to anyone who would listen that it really wasn't going to matter who got that fourth spot. They were going to get steamrolled by Alabama. And it just so happened to be Notre Dame. So, you know they look like the best team in football right now. I don't know. I I, I don't know what how else to how else to put it. Um, they they look like the they look like one of the best teams in football. And is they're getting uh, Calvin Ridley, but or not Calvin Ridley. He's been gone forever. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Just a top ten pick. Yeah, just, yeah, they're going <laughs> to casually just get a top ten pick back off the shelf this uh, for for next Monday's game against. Against Ohio State, so yeah, who
1: can't who can't cover any type of receiver? They only have to cover two of the t- two of the best in the last decade. So
2: yeah, so the Heisman Trophy winner too.
0: Michigan would have dropped sixty on them, according to according to some. Oh, uh, anything's possible. Yeah, so, uh, I don't think the question is whether or not Alabama's going to win. I think it's going to be. How how much is Alabama going to win by? I don't see this Ohio State team beating Alabama. I just don't. The second year is too weak.
2: Yeah. I mean, what the, what's the line? Like eight and a half, nine? I believe, I believe it opened at six,
0: and now it's hovering around eight and a half. So, yeah. I mean, Vegas tried to get people
1: to
2: bite. I could see them winning by 14. I don't know if Ohio State's going to cover that. I think it's going to be – it's not, I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout, but maybe it's just recency bias with how well Fields played. I mean, that game was eye-opening. I was blown away by some of the throws he made. Like, those bomb passes were perfect, and the one short touchdown pass to the tight end, beautiful. Thread of the needle. But, yeah, I can't, I can't doubt Alabama until they prove me wrong. Like, saving chokes in a bowl once in a while, but, like, when he gets to this point he's usually never he last time he lost was what Clemson? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. I don't I don't see Ohio State covering. It's going to be like a 14 point win, I could see that.
1: I agree. I mean, everything that Alabama does well, Ohio State that's somewhat their weakness. Yeah. Um, this is I mean, Bama's not going to come out there and shut down Justin Fields. I mean, he's going to get his own, but mm-hmm. um yeah, we, we saw when Ohio State played Michigan State. I mean, our offense, which is anemic, was able to kind of exploit their secondary. And uh, now you got to face the Heisman winner, two top ten wide receiver picks, and a running game that is just I don't. – they're going to have to stop Najee Harris too. Um, and I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I do think it's going to be a good game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a – blowout, but I think it's going to be an Alabama handedly wins type of game. Um, It's kind of like – I mean, that's kind of what they did in Notre Dame. It it felt like a blowout, but it really wasn't. I don't know.
0: I can see – I don't want to say this game's going to be over by halftime, but I can see – I can definitely see some bells being – I can definitely see some coffin – that you gained in coffin dancers coming out around that time. Uh, I don't – it's going to be – it. it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be a pretty – I don't think it's going to be a pretty football game. I think it's going to be.
2: Well, I was I was, dead, I was at work a little bit Saturday – or Friday before the game, and some guy's a big Buckeyes fan, and he walks away. I'm like, they're going to get clapped tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching it, and I'm like, boy, am I fu-? glad I didn't fucking bet on these games because I picked the other two covers, and that didn't happen. But yeah, who do you guys think's gonna win the Heisman? I think it's
0: probably I think, Deva- I think it's probably gonna be Devonta Smith. Devonta. I agree. I, I, think, I think you're I think you're gonna make the right decision here. Yeah, I think Trevor, um, you know, not that it was his fault, but I think Trevor missed too much time yeah. to be able to make up the ground. So uh that's good news for Jacksonville or the Jets or whoever drafts them. Urban Meyer. Usually Heisman quarterbacks who, who come into the NFL kind of have a bit of a stink about them. Uh, so that that'll be good. Um, so I've been I've been ducking the subject for a while, and I'm gonna continue to duck it further. We're gonna take a break, hear word from our sponsor. And then we're gonna talk about MSU basketball. Happy New Year from our sponsors, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And they're here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Bring in the new year with the right tools for the job. I'm excited because I'm gonna to try to shave every week in 2021. I'm going to try to get a haircut every two weeks in 2021, and most importantly, I'm going to shave my balls every three weeks in 2021. Spoiler alert, hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a New Year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the -the below-the-waist grooming package you needed to start off strong this year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third generation trimmer even has a light to shine a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on the go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a set of fresh testes thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included and will bring your underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off and free shipping with code BACON at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code Bacon. New Year, new balls. All right. Thank you to Manscaped. Um. All right. Let's talk about MSU basketball. So, look, when we talked when we talked last time, it was after Northwestern loss. Uh, you know, we figured okay, it was a fat and sassy loss, right? This team will, this team will shake it off, figure it out, come back better. And then they lost to a a very good Wisconsin team on Christmas Day. The, make no bones about it, Wisconsin is a very good team. They they have all their they have all the tools. They're probably going to win the Big Ten. So you They kind know. of blew the game though, like they had a lead. Just yeah, I mean no, didn't MSU didn't played fit. well, they just kind of fell apart, you know, in the middle of the second half and just really had no answers for Nate Reavers once he finally found once he finally found the bottom of the bucket. Um so that sucks. And then they got their shit kicked in by Minnesota. There's no way to put it. Um The fifteen second kid Richard Petino kind <laughs> of shoved it down our throats. Um I barely watched the game because I was out. I didn't I didn't watch a look of it. I okay. turned the game on that was a fucking mistake. Um, the only good thing to come out of that game is that it was three to nine at one point so I was able to tweet its three to nine
2: shardy from bacon wire
0: <laughs> uh,
2: That's the recap on the Minnesota game
0: yeah I I mean I don't they. You know, I, I kind of said this in the in the Northwestern game and you know it's it's still not clear to me now because I'm not willing to say MSU's back because they beat Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska Nebraska is the ruckers of Big Ten basketball. They're they're bad until they're proven otherwise. So I'm not going to say that MSU basketball figured it out just because they just because they kind of beat Nebraska. Um now they now they now they went a top 15 now they beat a top 15 opponent tomorrow in Rutgers and my my tune changes a little bit
2: but they're, they're favored too.
0: That's just Vegas money. That's home you know, it's I'm, I, home too. Yeah, I, I'm not really counting on any of that. Here, here's what I want to. Here's what I want to talk to you guys about. So, I think the biggest problem with this team is that there's no leadership. There's no leadership on the floor. Like obviously, Tom Izzo is the head coach. Right? He's a proven leader. But there's no there's no floor general this year, right? And we knew there was going to be a power vacuum once Cassius left, but the and the fact that it went on this long is going on this long, I think is concerning. Uh, I think, I think, I think think Izzo has made more questionable. questionable decisions than not this year um in hindsight i think moving rocket moving rocket away from the two away from the two where he was able to move off ball and create shots and get himself in good position and set screens was a bad one even though he has been a more even though he was a even though he's been a more efficient passer this year uh his assist rate is way up from what it was last year I just think that Rocket, it's not utilizing Rocket correctly. Um, Foster is Foster lawyer. Um, he outscores Ant, and we get to make fun of Ant. That's really the only good thing Foster is for. But, you know, I think over the last three games, the real bright spot has been A.J. Hogart. Yeah. You know, is A.J. Hogart the point guard of the future? Perhaps. Maybe he is. Right. I'm not going to write him down. I'm not going to write him off, but he's the short term answer. He's, he's the guy who needs to get the starting minutes at one. And it's, and it sucks that rocket is that moves rocket to the bench because, because Jeremy Langford is going to need to get minutes too. But it's just, it's the way it's gotta be right now. I I can't, it, the offense, it moves so much better with Hogard. uh, you know, he's his floor vision for a freshman. I think is incredible. I think, I think he's a you know obviously passing could work could use some work. Uh, he's a little bit he's a little bit too. Uh, I'm trying to put this the right way. He's a little bit too eager to kind of penetrate, and he kind of gets he kind of gets his lunch eaten uh, when he does that. But you know I think I think overall right now he's the he's the best option and breaking news uh Purdue just postponed their game tomorrow against Nebraska. We're supposed to play Purdue this weekend, so we're probably not playing Purdue this weekend um, so fuck. So, but let's talk about Rutgers tomorrow because that's the game that's going. Um, yes. You know, a lot has been, a lot has been discussed about Rutgers. Um, the, the, the status quo around the Big Ten is Rutgers is Rutgers until proven otherwise. And I think at least in the, on the basketball court, Rutgers has proven otherwise. Um, they picked up right where they left off from last year. That kind of helps when you return literally everyone. And it's very, very, it's very, very, um, it creates some concerning matchup questions. And I want to get your guys' thoughts, thoughts on Rutgers before we dive in a little deeper, just how their season is going.
1: Yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be the first really true Big Ten test uh, in a sense that um, Izzo's kind of started to put together this lineup the way he wants it in terms of moving Hogard to the starting one, uh, having Rocket come off the bench, move uh, Langford's at the two. So I do like the lineup that they they were able to put out against Nebraska uh, this weekend. So I I am looking forward to tomorrow's game. Uh, Nebraska, like SD said, isn't – I mean, they're not – giant joke anymore that they're they're a good basketball team um Mm. and i mean i'm i've been very very bullish on the prospects of what this michigan state team can still be just kind of based off of what we saw early in the year with the offense and defense i do think that can all click together i just think some pieces were out of place and watching aj hogard was uh i was i mean i was blown away in a sense against nebraska i mean it's not he's not going against uh any type of world beater point guard there. But uh, I think just what he's able to do on offense, I feel comfortable when he has the ball and I, you can't really say the same when Foster lawyer has the ball or um, I mean, even when rockets bring it up or Aaron Henry, like you always get these jitters, like here comes a turnover. Um, But when Hogarth has the ball, I mean, he just, you feel like it's an upperclassman who's out there. So, I mean, that puts some things to ease. Um, So, I mean, I, tomorrow's a really good barometer. I mean, if they if we come out tomorrow and we get blown out or uh, lose a tough game, it, it, it's going to be tough. But um, the prospects of beating Rutgers and then coming back and getting back close to that 500 mark in the Big Ten play with 11 games to go or 12 before Purdue, um, I think kind of the goals that we had preseason are still within grasp.
2: Yeah. I just still don't like Kith. You're starting, but that's just me, apparently. Oh, it's not according, just you. According <laughs> to a one dipshit uh, fan on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I really I did watch the Nebraska game. Some of it, I did like what I saw to Hogard, Hogard, Hoggard, Hogard, Hoggard, Hoggard, and uh, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a tense tense situation with Rocket. You know, you kind of thinking that might be the best spot for him, but he, you know, shot three for eight in the game. I did like what Aaron Henry did, you know, 27 points. He was phenomenal. Only had two turnovers, pretty consistent player. That was like probably the best, one of the best games he's played in a long time. Um, But I, I gotta say if they lose tomorrow, I don't think they will. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be like a two or three point victory. Like, I think we're going to have, I think we're going to foster outscore Ant by icing some free throws late in the game and uh, finishing that off. But um, if they lose tomorrow, I, I mean, you're one and four. And um, I saw an article from Dr. Doctor Sparty, you know, I'm not making fun of him anymore after he predicted that Michigan win. Uh, he said they're only favored in like – by his math, they're only favored in like four more games that's pretty rough. And I listened to a little bit of Couch today and he said he thinks they're going to go 8 and 12 in conference and you know they can still make the tournament cuz the iso factor but boy winning the, this is a must win. I know every game's a must win but like this is a must win. They got to do this tomorrow. And I the definite
0: I saw you know some people are saying Brad, you're you're even one of them. Is like they're not a bad team, and no. I think I think bad is subjective, right? For what we're used to, this is a bad Michigan State basketball team. Are they a bad basketball team? Period. No, no. I'm not no. Say, I'm not saying that they're. Uh, I'm not saying that they would lose to a bottom feeder Horizon League team, but. When you compare the last 10 years of Michigan State basketball, a Tom Izzo team has only been this bad one other time in the past 10 years. And, you know, it – I think it's just kind of a perfect storm of COVID, of – of people leaving, of not having a replacement for pieces at the ready. And, you know, I think, I think we're learning harder lessons down low than I, than I think any of us anticipated, even though, even those of us who saw troubles at the five spot coming. And I don't know what else, you know, i i really I really can't get a handle on this team. There are times where they look like where they look like the team at the end of the year last year who just went on an epic run to to take a share of the big ten title and then there are times where they look completely lost. There's no consistency, and I think that goes back to what I was saying off the top there's there's no leadership on the floor
1: mhm yeah and then, i mean
0: maybe hope that's that's.
1: You no, know, I think that's going to be the big key is who who's going to be the player that steps up. I mean, we saw flashes of Henry do it, like Lucas said, uh, against Nebraska. I mean, he just – that's the best game we've ever seen from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we get more of that? I mean, some you see this team and they just look so hesitant out there to shoot the ball, and um, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they're getting rung out in practice a little bit or they're just trying to implement something new, uh, but I guess – we just they need to let the let the guns fly. I mean, you got so many guys on this team that can go off for twenty at any any time um so I mean the potential and talents there it's just getting it all to kind of round into form is just taking longer than expected
0: yeah it, and part of that's you know part of that's probably due to the pandemic, but you know I'm not willing to you know you can only blame the pandemic for so much when when you have the resources available to you to be able to, to get, to be able to like still be able to successfully do the things you want to do. And Michigan state is definitely one of those programs. So, you know, it's not like we're talking about a mid major here, right. Who weren't even sure they were going to play basketball until like maybe a month and a half before the season began, you know, the big 10 was always going to play basketball. So how, how this team looks this raw, I don't know. But, you know, we've heard stories of people stepping up, right? We, we all know about Kyle Arn's locker room, locker room speech at halftime of the Nebraska game last year. We've heard about Nick Ward's speech in the 2019 season. So we know that the guys who are there, the guys who were there for those speeches are still there now. And they know what needs to happen. So mm-hmm. it just needs to – it just needs to come together. Um, you know, tomorrow if they lose but look good, it'll be – you know, I'm not going to be discouraged. But if they come out like they did against Minnesota, they're going to get ran out of Breslin. They're yeah. going to get absolutely fucked up out of Breslin. And I joke about this with every game I – sorry, Lucas. But I joke about what? this with every game I tweet – it's like one guy on the t- one guy on every team MSU plays is liable to just go fucking unconscious. He's liable to go for like 25 points. And there were like three guys for Rutgers who could do that tomorrow. So that's it makes me a little nervous when I see this team who I who you know has been spotty defensively you know and i look at what geo baker and what ron harper jr have done both last season and early early this season and i don't know how the fuck they're going to cover those guys number 15 yeah and number fi- yeah fuck Ugh. you know
1: he's not played horrible the last two games no i That's, will say I, i'll say that
0: no I, i'll give credit where credit is due right um And, you know, Izzo is right. He's in the right place at the right time. He has a high high basketball IQ. He does. Yeah, Jim Ray. But you know what I mean? There are people who have – you can have a high IQ and still be a dipshit. You know what I mean? Like I know someone I went to high school with, smartest person I ever met, could do anything they set their mind to is negative common sense crashed, crashed their car every other week. So, it, you know, I, again, it's Nebraska. I can't put too much stock in it, but I really liked what I saw from Matt from Maddie Sissoko on Sunday or Saturday.
2: Do we think that the, Marcus Bingham experiment is slowly coming to a close?
0: Uh, no, because Izzo had a press conference today and said Bingham oh. isn't going anywhere. So
2: Okay, because I saw Sissoko's been getting a little bit more time.
0: Yeah. He, he said something along the lines of, Bingham's not going anywhere, but we're going to play Matty more.
2: And I think that's fine. Yeah, okay, I was just curious. We'll,
1: we'll see how if that answer holds up when uh, Imani Bates says, hey, I'm reclassifying, <laughs> and he needs to clear some room, and you know the Clarkson, the Clarkson crew is not going anywhere.
2: Oh, mm. I, but, never mind. I, I'm not going to
1: say yeah, anything else. <laughs> no, I mean, no, Imani, he, he looked – I mean, each game he gets progressively better, and that's really all you can ask for from somebody who's that raw. And, I mean, his, if, if he's able to keep progressing at this level – uh, by the time February rolls around, this guy's going to be a major force. Uh, and you're going to need that, especially with some of the bigs that we're going to be playing down the stretch, Big Ten Tournament and NCAA Tournament. But, he, I mean, they come by the most amazing shots. Like, And they're disrespectful, too. They're not just, like, your typical block and he's, he's pounding these things into the eighth row. So,
0: Yeah, he's going he's gonna to take a head off a cardboard cutout one of these days. Just absolutely yeah. –
2: Maybe there's a certain big-headed one he can take out. Well, he'll that one. That one will be wearing a helmet, so it'll be protected. <laughs> brought that that's helmet.
0: right.
1: He put the helmet on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Steve, maybe uh, Steven has his own cutout there. He's got one of his memes he made or stole, and oh. he's just holding that up as a poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no comment. I've said it I've said it before but if I know you're talking about a different Steven, but I'm just going to pretend you're talking about Steven Izzo. Uh Steven Izzo is if he score he, there are times where he's gotten dangerously close to scoring in in these games. And if he scores in an empty Breslin Center, I'm worried about the integrity of the simulation we're living in. <laughs> that would
2: just be the cruelest irony of all. Do you guys you know what I mean? Yeah. That he doesn't drain a three in front of a full ass crowd, that is just like maybe 30 people total.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready for that. For like that. one little. Everything. <laughs> The bench will go nuts, so that'll yeah. be cool.
1: Yeah, who's ever doing kind of the crowd the fake crowd noise? They, they better be ready. Yeah. Just absolutely funneling some noise there. Uh
0: so here's so what did we learn? So I I think it's I th- I think it'd be good if we went through and we talked about the things that we might have learned about ourselves, about our friends, and about the team during our three-game losing streak. Whew. Um, one thing I learned is that uh, 15's mom uh, is, has, got, has got some Twitter fingers. God damn it, Brett. Brett. Um, 15's mom has got some Twitter fingers. Uh, that That's all I'm going to say. That's one thing I learned during MSU's three-game losing streak. Uh, Brett.
1: Yeah, um, luckily I'm one of the few who are not blocked by Jane yet. Um, I haven't really – I haven't tweeted at her. Um, I haven't really mentioned her name on Twitter, but she's got to stop. Like, it, it, <laughs> this is it's uh. gotten bad. It, it's gotten really bad to the point of, like, i know it's her son but this is like shauna like i'm getting the same type <laughs> of vibes from her where just like obsessing over this person <laughs> he can't be i up. mean no it's i mean it's her <laughs> son like but you just take it to facebook or something like you the twitter streets are not for someone whose son is a liability for one of the elite basketball programs in the country who's going through a three-game losing streak like that's not the time to be tooting your horn and yeah i know
2: yeah she's just not a fan like it's just bad um <laughs> I've learned that um, apparently raids against the team that you just beat are a metric to judge uh, how good of a college basketball team you have apparently and that uh, no I won't go on the other one I'm gonna be nice for that part but um move along. Like, yeah, I'm going to move along for, for the other part. Um, but, yeah, that's the one thing that I've learned is that if you can't do a good raid, and you can't brag about it, then why are you on Twitter and why are you a fan of a college basketball team?
1: Yeah, and I mean, another thing, I, I tweeted this and I got a little bit of pushback, but sometimes our fan base can be very, very soft when it comes to our teams facing adversity. Like, I mean, after the Wisconsin game, you would have thought that this program was on the brink of being released like the swim team was. I mean, it just got really, really dark. But, I mean, exactly. we're, we're, we're a blue blood program. Like, I mean, these losing streaks are going to happen. Uh, obviously, they're not fun, but you still got to puff your chest out a little bit and just kind of trust the process.
2: Well, and, that, and that's my like, thing. There was like a tweet from some guy who's like, my kid just got an MSU jersey for Christmas and he threw in the trash Was that effort. He cried. I'm like, this, this is not, you need to keep that on Facebook or keep it to yourself. This is not the place to say that. Okay. I get your kids upset. We've all had our moments, but like, come on, man. You Did you really think that this team was just going to come in and beat the doors off Wisconsin? No, but that kid will learn. He'll, he's an MSU fan. He'll learn. To be honest,
0: there's no fucking way that happened. There's no chance in hell that that went down as described in that tweet. Um, it's the I same. Got, I got th- roasted for it. It's the same thing as Bean Dad, and it's the same thing as that as that tweet about that 10 year old who, you know, crossed her arms and said, with Ruth Conda forever. <laughs> Ruth Conda, yeah. <laughs> so there, I. If that <gasps> happened, if that happened, I will eat. I will eat grilled chicken out of a toilet. <laughs>
1: that doesn't sound I, I too mean, bad. This little kid who potentially threw away the Michigan State jersey—they're just such a male reproductive organ. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> move along.
3: <laughs> move along.
0: You know, no. sometimes, sometimes I think that. Uh, <laughs> 80% of the jokes we make are only going to be funny to ourselves. And then I remember that those are the best jokes to make.
1: Yeah, yeah like, I mean, we had – I recently I just changed my background on the Zoom. that Obviously, nobody can see. I changed it to one of our uh, <laughs> Michigan State Twitter personalities. So. Well,
0: you will be able to see it because – uh, this is a Baconware exclusive announcement, fellas. Can I get a drum roll? We're launching a Patreon. So details to come, but sometime within the next month, you'll get you'll get uh, you'll get more information. But we are launching a Patreon, so that'll be fun. Can't wait. It's just an excuse for us to make more content. Uh, it'll be awesome. So, Sweet. so don't let's, fall in love with us. What's up? Don't
1: fall in love with us when you see us.
0: Yeah, yeah seriously. Like I like, you're gonna want to have you're gonna want to have some tissues close by. Um, perhaps a towel for the female listeners because it, it's. I have get... a face
2: for radio, so just just be ready.
0: It's gonna get well, Lucas. Yeah, but if you just like kind
2: of put your hand over Lucas and you just stare at Brett and I, um, yeah, I'll just I'll just put my camera like way up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do the Scott Bell thing where you know, like the top of his head. He had that picture.
1: (laughs) 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 No, you, you could go with the lats lighting. Just turn off all your
2: lights. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you could just have the soft glow of a 4K Roku TV in the background. Yeah, oh, the flashlight that's blinking. fucking
2: swag right there. It's I can't compete with that. As long as the as long as the
0: TV is not an entertainment system that is almost too small for it.
2: No no, not almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> they need a fucking plywood <laughs> on that thing to cover, to make sure it doesn't fall.
1: It's almost like that meme with the, the Cheeto just holding the door together. is like the lock. <laughs> That's basically
0: what the TV stand is at this point. Uh, uh, I have no idea if the person I'm talking about listens to the pod, but... Uh,
2: I would I would bet my mortgage that they that he or she does not. <laughs> they, them, does not. Uh, right
1: uh, <laughs> their significant well, other might. And
0: no, that... no, 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 no,
2: no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. Nope. <laughs> we have morals, okay? twiddly-dee, Move along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! This has gone off the rails. Just...
1: This is probably how Michigan State basketball's meetings meetings are going right now. We're talking about the the, the shoe salesman who shows up to all their apartments. I can imagine. I can
0: imagine doing. I can imagine watching. I can imagine the team watching film in, like, and it, it'll be like middle school where like someone rips a fart and like Izzo can't get the team back on track for like twenty five minutes.
1: Yeah. Look, okay. I do have one concern with the basketball team. Uh, a certain someone is going to be on campus starting next month. Do you think he's going to show up side? Outside of people's apartments like Pennywise the Clown or something at like three AM they're just gonna see like a Nike, <laughs> Nike shoe shoebox. It's like with a stock so X
2: link. Yeah, it'll, no, it'll
1: movie. be uh
0: it'll be like Pennywise holding the balloons, but they're gonna be like uh Air Jordans. Yeah, they're gonna be like Jordan they're gonna be like Jordan four breads.
2: Right outside the window and he opens up the box. <laughs> Rocket, you can float too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You could float in the air too, Rocky. Get dialed in. Whoops.
0: Uh, sorry. Psst, God damn it! I'm not. I'm not editing it. No, I don't. It, it's probably, staying in.
2: We're 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 he, he, he probably doesn't know how to listen to one. So nobody's fucking okay.
0: listen. Nobody's fucking listening at this point anyway. Like we're just this is this is this is typical like one for them, one for us, where we're just shooting the <laughs> shit at the end of a podcast. <laughs>
1: But he's got to call up. He's gonna. He's gonna DM one of us to ask how to play a podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, good to be back. Great to be back,
1: fellas. Ed Martin of MSU doesn't know how to save a picture off his desktop.
0: Oh, the real the real Ed Martin of MSU is like rolling over in his grave. (laughs) Uh, whoever 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 left whoever left envelopes of cash in Andre Rison's locker room in Andre Rison's locker every Wednesday while he was at MSU is rolling over in their grave with that comparison
2: (laughs) oh oh
0: that's that's all I got I'm out of gas Um, yeah we're good (laughs) yeah well
1: I mean yeah we just big week of MSU hoops it's almost like Wait and see what happens. Um, so Might hopefully we come back. Oh yeah, and we got the NFL
0: playoffs coming up. Um, Lucas's Rams have a huge game. Um, I'm pulling uh, for them. Yeah, what game? What game is going to be on Nickelodeon? Do we know yet?
2: Because there's Saints a game. Saints Bears.
0: Saints Bears. I. I'm gonna watch. I'm
2: gonna watch it on Nickelodeon. I can't wait for them. Well, no, no, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not gonna work like that. Okay, well, I'm interested to see how they handle like a bad injury. Like, are they just gonna <laughs> slime, the slime the slime
0: comes out of it? They're gonna play They're
2: gonna play the, the spud, spon- the sad SpongeBob music.
0: <laughs> my knee, my leg.
2: <laughs> they should do a SpongeBob version of like that piano music that they play when there's a timeout in the field. No, and, there's
0: you know, there's this, the. Uh, hold on, I gotta find it and play it right now. Uh, there's SpongeBob,
2: ex- here's what here's what happened to that guy's leg. Oh, oh my
0: God! Hold on. Okay, I got. <laughs> they it. gotta
2: have damage control ready in case someone, case Drew oh, like Alex Smith. his ribs um, on
0: the field. Let's see. <laughs> guy, guy gets paralyzed. <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not funny, but it I'm is. I'm not
2: laughing at that, but I'm like, I need to see. Yeah, I kind of want to watch uh, it in case something happens. <laughs> I'm not praying for an injury. Oh, this they. Uh,
0: Here, this is what's going to happen when there's a severe injury on the on the field. Um,
3: here. Oh, boo hoo! Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. <laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo, I hope that doesn't happen for the sake of kids watching it.
0: Cosmo Cosmo, and Juan, Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parents comes out and it explains what an ACL tear is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nigel from, from the Wild appears. So what happens him. is your knee has four joints,
0: and when one of the joints tears...
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Hopefully, at halftime they do the bubble bowl. I think that'd be actually be really
0: cool. That'd like, be that'd be pretty funny. I, yeah. I think I don't know how you I don't know how you can I don't know how you can have a football game on Nickelodeon and not do the
2: bubble bowl. I'm just excited that we get one extra playoff game each day. That's the, oh, the, the three. Yeah, because
1: with the with the NBA bubble. It was amazing having like five games throughout the day. Right. And now we're going to get Saturday, Sunday just packed full of sports. Oh, it, it, I mean, okay, I know I'm just looking far ahead here, but once the NFL playoffs are over, we're already at the beginning, of like middle of February, and we've got a month left till the tournament. And then two weeks, like three weeks after that, you've got the Masters, then we're in the clear, baby. No more winter. So, I mean, this is, ben. I mean,
0: Once Biden takes office, COVID's over. Right. Yeah. Anyone who's objecting to the electoral college results tomorrow, or on when, yeah, tomorrow, because this is published on Tuesday. (laughs) They want COVID to last longer. Because once Biden, they've been saying for eight months, once Biden takes office, COVID is over. And they don't want Biden to take office. Don't they want COVID to be over? Sad. Sad. sad, sad, very sad. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, fellas, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a more optimistic tone to how we talk about MSU basketball, uh, fellas. Maybe, maybe an interview or two. Maybe an interview or two. We don't know. Maybe? Calls have been made. Calls, calls have, have been, been made. Calls have been calls made. Maybe an interview or two? Maybe one or coming three. up real soon?
2: Who three. knows?
0: Three. I'm Ron Burgundy? Uh, good uh, to be back, fellas. Good to be back. Guys, go green. Go white. Go white. Go Justin. Go Lewis. Go Chad.
2: And Justin. And Chad. And Brady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and, and the guys from Wisconsin, whatever the fuck their name is, Alex and. Charlie or whatever. (laughs) Like bad. Bad. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.